When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Adventures. Now, between when we last met, I finally got three goblin dragon goblin totems into the goblin totem box block. So it now boosts both my MR and my SP by five. But, which of course means I'm tougher and stronger. But more importantly, now it is time to go through all the first five Proving Grounds in order. Other than two, which has already been done. So I'll be doing Proving Grounds one, then three, then four, and then five. There is a sixth one, but that's got a lot more... Things you gotta do to unlock it first. Including playing through Proving Grounds 1. And Proving Grounds 1 is the Wade on Crowistane, a lethal band of masked raiders who fight with the skill of master swordsmen, a horde of savage forest trolls thirsting for battle, a silent mage. His face concealed and his hands weaved in dark flame. A quiet frontier mound, Fontana town, marked for destruction. And you, lucky you, select Wade on Canister. Now, as I mentioned before, when I did two, but you might not have been here for that, the Proving Grounds are divided into... Into little scenarios, which, you, which although, although, narratively speaking, they're one huge quest. I mean, I mean huge. Especially this one. It's one quest that just. It's one quest that is movie length if you play it. But probably longer than that when you actually weed it out. Uh, also, gameplay-wise, you can play a little scenario and you can stop, or you can move on to the next one. And once again, you do. And the other thing about this is that if you die or otherwise fail, which is not always through death. Your reward at the end is reduced. 
which is why I've put off doing this for so long. Okay, let's get to the business. Part 1. Arrival. Thick plumes of black smoke billow into the late afternoon sky above the forested hills of Tysa's western frontier. The approach. This is your first attempt at this scenario, and probably I'm at last. Your recent travels for this character. If I had all other characters, of course, I can do it again. Your recent travels have taken you through the western parts of Tysa, over the backs of rolling forested hills that run up to the base of the towering Fedoran range, and across a land both wild and remote. The people of this part of Tysa are for the most part a hardy folk, accustomed to the hardships of life on the rugged western frontier of the kingdom. It is an overcast, brisk, late afternoon, autumn afternoon that finds you following a well-worn road through the wooded hills on your way towards the town of Crowis Clan. Here you've heard from more than one source the town's Songbird Tavern boasts the best ale west of Talonus, and the very thought of a frothing, a frothing flagon before a roaring fire is more than enough to temporarily put your aching, road-weary legs out of mind. As you come round a sharp bend in the road, your eyes are unavoidably drawn to several plumes of thick, black smoke. Rising above the tops of the trees ahead, your pulse quickens as a horrifying realisation strikes you. Crowis Chan is burning. You, ho- you hurry towards distant smoke, wondering what calamity has struck the remote frontier town. As you draw near to the edge of Crowis Chan, for the town is not yet in sight, a group of people appear over the back of a small rise and move along the road towards you, pulling a small wooden cart behind them that bears various possessions and several small children. As a party of seven approaches you, you note the unmistakable look of fear plainly affixed to every face. You find yourself reminded of the remote and wild nature of your frontier surroundings, where even a hardy populace can find itself vulnerable so far removed from the protective shadow of the crown. And... Awesome Thanes. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a bit closer to Tysa, he, he could have signed something up to Twitter, he could have signed something out, but it's distant, so he doesn't even know. And there's no way he could know. And by the time we get a message to him, it's far too late. A sinkling feeling wells up from the pit of your stomach as people pass by. Behold their fearsome, fearful, empty stares. Something is very wrong here. Turn back, stranger! There's nothing but death in that direction, says one of the men grimly. His face streaked with sweat and grime. He and another man are hauling along a cart that bears a sack of possessions and several small children. You ask the people what has happened here, and although they do not stop, the same man who wishes the ominous warning answers your query. You learn that barely, barely an hour ago, a band of massed hordesmen descended upon the unfortified town, smashing its meagre defensives and killing any who dared draw arms against them. 
the men wielded long swords and fought with a degree of skill uncommon amongst the roving bandits that occasionally strike the frontier settlements. The faces of these raiders were hidden behind painted masks of red and black that covered everything save their eyes. His story takes another unexpected twist. He tells you the masked men were not alone. You learn that a group of forest trolls in league with the horsemen arrived shortly after and set about ransacking and burning the town, slaying anyone unlucky enough to be caught in their path. You've never heard such screams in your life, the man says. These, those beasts know nothing of mercy and spared no one they came upon. They were looking for something that is plain, but do not understand the brutality of the search. There's no hordes of witches to be found here. Now, we now flee for our lives. What little we could hope could sustain us on the road. You'd be wise to join us. For now, only death prowls that place. You press the man for any information as to what the masked raiders and their troll counterparts might have been seeking when suddenly a woman walking behind the park cart speaks up. Speaks up. They're looking for Jathor. I heard the men ask for Jathor. He's a mage who once served as a magistrate, though I dare say he has not been around our way for some time. His daughter, Urion, is also a spellcaster, and she has recently taken up at his residence. I dearly hope that nothing ill has befallen her or her father. The refugees tell you that there are still many townsfolk trapped in Crowistan, men, women and children. Unwilling to linger about any longer, the people pick up their pace and hurry along the road with the cart. Watch as they depart, hoping they will find safety in these wild parts. For a moment, you flip with the idea of fleeing with them, leaving behind the danger that undoubtedly lurks in the burning frontier town. When suddenly a shrill, terrified scream rings out to your left. You turn and watch with a mix of rage and disbelief as a small group of children dash along the road, pursued by two masked hordesmen. The cruel eyes of the men peer out from behind the painted rubber and black masks that hide their faces as they ruthlessly bear down on the feeling, fleeing children, their swords poised to strike. You realise there is not a moment to spare. Okay, I can charge, I can charge at them, or I could use the power of illusion, and I do, I will use that. You call upon your power of illusion in an effort to aid the children's escape from the masked riders, channeling it. Succeeded, 8 XP to illusion. A cleverly weaved illusion of several townsfolk brandishing swords and cursing loudly at the widows enough to halt their pursuit of the fleeing children. They turn their cruel attention to the armed citizenry. Citizenry and move in that direction. As your illusionary band of armed townsfolk flee into the woods with the masked hauntsmen on your heels, you quickly move along the edge of the road in the direction of Crowley's Tarn. Not far from where you first saw the smoke, you, you come upon a stone bridge that crosses the stream. Two masked hordesmen appear, stand on the opposite side of the span. 
their backs facing you as they appear to be keenly watching the road beyond that leads up to the town. Even from here, the very edge of town, you can clearly see the flames that consume a large portion of the settlement as they flicker through the trees. You ladies and she will need to somehow get past these two sentries if you are to make it into town. So I can use illusion, elementalism, I can sneak up on them, or I could just shoot them with a bow, or I could remain where you are and continue to watch the two mass swordsmen. I'll do that first. It appears your delay is ill-timed. The two masked swordsmen step out of the forest and join their cohorts at the foot of the bridge. As you carefully contemplate this unfortunate development, one of them suddenly points in your direction and cries out, You've been spotted. As the four masked men start across the bridge towards you, you turn to flee, only to find yourself confronted by two masked swordsmen trotting onto a bridge. Their swords are drawn in anticipation of cutting you down. You realise that your only chance to evade combat will be to leap over the edge of the bridge. And I'm not doing that. I'm fighting these two masked horsemen. And fight. I'm fighting them with my mace. The masked horsemen slash at you from the saddle. And they slash some more. But they are slain. The two horsemen are dead. There is little time to weather in victory, however as you are immediately circled by four masked swordsmen from the foot of the bridge. Your survival instinct rears up as you realise you cannot possibly evade them. It will be a brutal fight to the finish against four masked swordsmen. The masked swordsmen slash at you. The enemy deals a savage, well-placed blow for eight damage. They are slain. 5 XP. The last of the masked men drops to his knees and you send him to the grave with a well-placed strike. Not, w not wishing to linger on the bridge for a moment longer, you quickly make your way across it. When you reach the other side, you slip into the cover of the forest and carefully make your way through the trees to the outskirts of the ragged frontier town and the town of... The town of Kroistan has been largely destroyed. From your vantage point at the base of a small hill on the outskirts of town, you survive the disheartening scene. Much of the frontier town is ablaze. Wide columns of thick, dark smoke rise into the air as the ravaging flames consume what remains of several of the town's larger structures. Small groups of townfolk run here and there in small groups, many of them pursued by masked swordsmen as they attempt to flee to safety. Anger wells up within you as your eyes fall upon the many bodies that litter the town's main thoroughfare. Several of the dead still clutch weapons in their rigid fingers, but a greater number are unarmed, and it's grimly obvious that no effort was made to spare women or children. A large fire blazes in the centre of the town, and a handful of masked men were engaged in tossing bodies into it. Oh, you are really bad people. The gruesome scene has only served to strengthen your resolve. 
who silently were vowed to avenge the victims of this heinous massacre. Do you come out but question your own chances of victory against such overwhelming odds? Maybe this one knows where Jaffar is, comes the waspy voice from behind you. You spin around to behold an unexpected and entirely unwelcome sight. Moving out of the trees behind you is the masked swordsman, flanked on either side by two hulking forest trolls, the hideous grey beast snarl, revealing mouthful, mouthfuls of jagged decaying teeth as they unshoulder large wooden clubs. Easy beasts, says the masked man with your nervy with an unnerving air of confidence. This one's not one of this frontier, Wabble. Perhaps he can tell us where we might find the cowardly Jaffa. If not, he can join the West of the Dogs on the fire. That's this scenario complete. And then after a scenario, you fully heal, and the game saves. Well, it saves this. It doesn't save everything else. Alright, next up, next night, is Gwyth and Pargok. I assume those are the trolls. Moving out of the trees behind you is a masked, masked swordsman flanked on either side by two hulking forest trolls. The hideous grey beast snarl, revealing mouthful. Mouthful of pet or of jagged, decaying teeth as they unshoulder large wooden clubs. Easy beasts, says the masked men with an unnerving air of confidence. This is not one of the frontier rabble. Perhaps he can tell us where we might find the cowardly Jaffar. If not, he can join the west of the dogs on the fire. So where is Jaffar? The two trolls grunt and step menacingly towards you, of his, of his anticipating their master's next command. They haven't the slightest idea as to the whereabouts person about whom the master man is inquiring. You are certain that betraying such information would neither help the plight of the town nor buy you any quarter. You defiantly refuse to answer and assume a combat-ready stance. The masked swordsman sighs heavily and nods at one of the trolls. Crush him, Gareth! The troll referred to as Gareth bellows loudly and raises his weighty wooden club. Begin combat. The troll roars savagely as it swings at you with its wooden club and is slain. 12 XP. The remaining troll bellows with rage as his counterpart strikes strikes the ground dead. A hero indeed, says the masked swordsman, his voice laced with scorn. Finish this, Palgok! You step to the side, narrowly avoiding the first swipe of the troll's heavy wooden wooden club. As the fearsome beast draws back from its arm in preparation for a second swing, you step forward and counter the attack. Pargok is bravely engaged. 
The troll roars savagely as it swings at you. Swings at you with its wooden club. And it swings again, and again, and again. And, but nevertheless, it is slain. 13 XP. Parkour's bloody carcass lands at your feet, and before you can even contemplate the next course of action, you immediately set upon by the masked swordsman. He wields his blade with expert skill as he attempts to cut you down. I fight the masked troll master. The masked swordsman slices at you with his long sword. Oh, I, I, I do a, I do a. There were a critical blow for 39 damage, but he has fled from combat. Which is good, because good for him, not, not for me. It's good for him, because otherwise he would be super dead. It's... The master of the trolls slips out of mini ways and flees into the forest. You're about to give chase when a loud grunt from behind alerts you to a more intimate flat. Spinning round, you behold a pair of savage forest trolls loping towards you, their lips curled back into hideous snarls. It's two savage forest trolls. The trolls snarl as they swipe at you with their deadly claws. An enraged roar deafens you as the troll's stone-like claws wake across your torso, carving into your flesh for nine damage. Oh, and I just entered a battle wage. Gah, I'm so... You're killing so many people! And your reasons are so petty, probably. And most of these people had nothing to do with it. I'm so angry. I've slain your foe. 8 XP. A pile of troll carnage litters the ground at your feet. You step over the twisted remains of the trolls, not daring to relax your battle-ready stance, lest another attack be imminent. A group of townsfolk run past, pursued by three masked horsemen. One of, one of the riders, his leather breastplate partially concealed beneath an embroidered cape, veers aside, abandoning its pursuit and turns to face you. His eyes dart from the remains of the trolls and back to you several times, but he does not speak. Suddenly, his hands begin to tremble and dark flames envelop his gloved hands. His eyes roll back into his head and he raises his hands, levelling at you. Every instinct you have screams you are in great danger. With a prolonged hiss, two bolts of black flame surge forth at you from where the masked horseman from the masked horseman's outstretched hands. Okay, I'm gonna use fortification to block it. Sixteen XP to fortification. Two bolts of flame strike the invisible barrier erected with a thunderous clap. The force of the, um, the impact nearly locks you off your feet. 
we have little doubt the magical pra your magical prowess has just saved your life. Without a word, the silent swordsman signals with a waist hand to someone or something behind you. You warily turn to confront the new danger stalking you across the thoroughfare. Ooh, what could it be? That's the end of this scenario. On to the next one. It's just called Surrounded. Okay, I'm going to have a... Well, it might... Originally, it looked like I'm having a bad time. But mainly, these masked... But mainly, these masked bandit warriors, conqueror, pillagers, barbarian... Jerk faces are going to have a bad time. Alright. Beginning surrounded. Without a word, the silent horseman signals with a raised hand to someone or something behind you. You warily turn to confront the new danger stalking you across the thoroughfare. Four masked swordsmen, their swords drawn, and their cool eyes locked on you, are spreading out to surround you as they cross the thoroughfare. The silent horseman snaps his fingers loudly, and each of their blades ignites as he is enveloped in raging blue flames. The horseman departs, cantering off along the road and into the midst of the burning town, leaving you to face your four enemies. Those weapons now burn with magical fire! As the swordsman continues to close in, surrounding you as they draw near, you take a deep breath and steal your nerves for what you realise may prove to be your final stand. Here! On the streets of the burn of this burning frontier town, your fate will be decided. I fight four masked swordsmen. They slash at me. They slash some more, but they are slain with a swift series of blows. Thirty-seven XP. The four swordsmen are dead. The blades of their swords, which once burnt with flame, are now cold and lifeless. Entwingled amongst the charred, the bloodied remains at your feet. Search the bodies and discover the following. Okay. Three common longswords and a sturdy longsword, also 50 gold. With your heart still pounding furiously and your every sense alert for danger, you cautiously make your way into the heart of the burning town. Okay, on to part two. Rescues. The desperate cries of the embattled and terrified townsfolk is your guide as you struggle through the smoke. Smoke and flame that consumes much of the frontier town. Go to the stables is the next one. You stick close to the western edge of Karistan's main thoroughfare as you boldly but cautiously press deeper into the ravaged town. The mounds of burning debris and the low-hanging smoke that fills the streets offers adequate cover as you stealthily make your way into the midst of the territory held firmly by the enemy. The terrified shrieks of several townsfolk reach your ears and you, and you look to the opposite side of the thoroughfare when you witness four men and eight women being herded into the burning stables by three trolls. The large structure is almost entirely engulfed with flames 
and you grimly summarize the savage creatures are doing nothing less than coldly executing the defenseless people. Oh no, they're almost as bad as toys. Anger overcomes your naturally cautious instincts and you stride towards the three trolls those backs are turned to you, preparing to engage the savage trio. You're halfway across the thoroughfare when suddenly a flaming arrow embeds itself into the ground. Only inches in front of you, you instinctively freeze and turn to face the direction of the attack just in time to witness a second fiery shaft screaming, streaming through the air on a direct course for your chest. If I have fortification, I can use it, and I will. I channel it. Eight, it succeeded. Eight XPs of fortification. The flaming arrow strikes your invisible barrier and slides harmlessly to the ground. Plunk! You witness the masked archer who fired the shot, shot, fired the shot, shoulder his bow and stride off into the smoke and fire. With no further delay, you dash across the remainder of the forest there and launch your attack on the unsuspecting trolls. Your attack catches the trolls off guard and you manage to dispatch one of the foul beasts before the remaining two have had a chance to counter your assault. The smaller of the two goblins... The smaller of the two trolls, that is, trolls, not goblins. We don't want you to imagine the wrong thing now, do we? Stars swipes at you with its long, thickly muscled arms, attempting to whip you to shreds with its fearsome claws. I fight the forest troll. The troll swipes at you with its deadly claws and is slain. 8xp. The remaining troll, a bit larger than his fallen cohort, shrieks with rage and bounds over his fallen kin to attack. He managed to repel the beast's initial assault, then counter with an attack of your own. I face the forest troll. And fight. Fight with it, swipes at me with his deadly claws, and is slain. Nine XP, the three trolls are dead. You step over the carcass of your last victim and prepare to enter the stables, in search of the townsfolk that, that the trolls have herded into the burning structure. Seriously, that's mean, so mean. A raging fire consumes the stables. Broad sheets of flame climb the walls, and the black spokes, smoke hangs beneath the engulfed roof. You realise that this structure is not far away from collapse, and with that unsettling thought in mind, you set off on a perilous search for anyone still alive in this inferno. As you make your way through the stables, you note that none of the horses that would have occupied its stores are present, you summarise that either the masked attackers have taken them, so rescued early on by some of the townsfolk, and perhaps used in an escape. When you reach the back of the stables, you discover a dozen people huddled in one corner. The fire is not yet reached. 
Two of the men in the group are hacking at the rear wall with small axes, desperately attempting to create a way out of the encroaching flames. You're about to rush to rush over and join the effort when a sudden groan from above draws your gaze. You're horrified from the sight that, that to behold overhead. One of the large cross beams that supports the roof has broken and its massive flaming bulk is plummeting towards you. You have but scant seconds to react to save your life. Okay, this is quite... This is the the one check in the game that will might well ruin this entire entire proving grounds and make it so you lose gain of adventure tokens. Yes. Because if you fail this check, it's not just you don't just get really hurt. You don't just have to do another check. You Die. Instantly. Yes, yes. Most of the other times, when you save a check, do a check and they say, you have been saved from almost certain death, it's usually, um, no. Because <laughs> people don't like failing. Failing, like, failing isn't fun. Getting a setback, getting hit, Getting set back and having to recover from it, that's fun. But failure, not so fun. So people don't put these past one single check or, or succeed. And this and this one check is why I've been raising my fortification to level 70. Which gives it an 89% chance of success. Alright... Help me, RNG, Jesus, or something like that. I'm picking fortification. <sighs> Succeeded. Yes, and with that check, none of the rest of the scenarios really poses, poses much threat to me as long as I'm moderately cautious. 16 XP to fortification. The massive falling beam slams into you, into you, glo your glowing blue barrier, and slides off onto the floor of the stables, leaving you unharmed. You breathe a sighing sigh of relief, knowing the weighty beam would have instantly killed you. And it's for real this time. Now I don't, I'm not going to show you what happens if you die, because you lose a T and it sucks. Now, if if it if it had happened, I would have read it out, and I would have been really, really disappointed and quite angry. You dispel your summoned barrier and rush forward to join the townsfolk, attempting to effect an escape from the blazing structure. You reach the tapped traps townsfolk and immediately join the two men who are desperately trying to cut a makeshift opening in the wall with their axes. The flames have nearly reached you when, at when, last, the tough wooden wall is breached. You hope the, pe the people to safety through the jagged portal, the last to leave the collapsing structure. As you emerge from the breach in the, wall, in the stable wall, you are met by the two axe-wielding men. 
They thank you for coming to the raid and tell you they will now lead the others to safety. You will do wise to free this part, flee this place, stranger, says one of the men as he departs. There's nothing left here now. These masked men came seeking Jithor. She has not been here for ages. They will surely continue to ravage this town, if you're only out of spite. You wish them luck. And watch as the fleeing townsfolk depart. There's one, comes a sinister voice from behind. You turn around, your nerves steeled for what can only be a looming confrontation. Two masked swordsmen, each holding a flaming torch, have routed the corner of the stables and are making their way towards you. The two men cast aside their torches and draw their blades as they continue their approach. Suddenly, one of them gestures in the direction of the fleeing townsfolk. But before they, they can change course and head after the larger group, you boldly step into their path and stand defiantly between them and their helpless prey. Excuse me, pick on someone closer to your own melee waiting. Something like that. Two mass swordsmen. They slash at me. They slash them more. And they are slain. The bloody corpses of the two swordsmen lie at your feet. Quick search of their remains reveals the following. And two common long swords and a common dagger. And 24 gold. With the townsfolk having fled into relative safety of the, of the forest, you allow yourself several moments to recover from your exertions. Your rest does not last long, however. A blood-curdling scream comes off, comes from the direction of the town's main thoroughfare. You set off at once towards the unnerving sound, fearful of what you may find at its source. That's this scenario done. And with that, I have passed what is possibly the most notorious check in the entire game. Yeah, and I, I don't even think I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's what is a, it's a check where you can have a permanent character loss, at, for for failing one random dungeon throw, with no with no no re rolls. No we rolls, no if you have enough if you have enough health you can survive. You just roll bad, you're dead. And you lose adventure tokens. Which are the premium currency, of course. Next up is a judgment of death. Begin the scenario. Moving in a direction of the blood curling scream, you arrive at the edge of the town's main thoroughfare where you are greeted by a gruesome sight. In the middle of the thoroughfare stands a hulking forest troll, towering over, cowering a man on, on the ground at its feet. The bodies of two humans, both of their heads missing, nigh nearby, realise that the hopeless man is about to receive the same judgement of death, already levied on two of his kin, even before the, the, the true... Cruel beast begins to raise its heavy stone axe. You must act quickly. So I can rush forward. I can use an arrow. I 
can use illusion. I'm not going to use illusion because there's a chance he might not be distracted. Use telekinesis, fortification, or elementalism. Hmm, fortification, perhaps. Yes, yes. I should use that. You attempt to channel your power of fortification. You succeed. The troll's mighty blow glances harmlessly off the invisible barrier, now protecting his intended victim. Yeah, now fortification is just so much more fun when you're shielding someone else, or when the whole body is moving. When you're just blocking protect, darn, it's just, oh, blue sparkles, plunk. The troll roars with rage as it stares down in disbelief at what has just occurred. Seizing the opportunity, the man leaps to his feet and prepares to flee. You call out to him and he turns and sprints in your direction. Together, you manage to escape to the relative safety of the forest at the edge of town. When you are a safe distance from the ravaged town, you stop to speak with the man you have rescued. He thanks you repeatedly for saving his life, tells you what he knows about these masked waders and their troll counterparts. You learn that the masked men and the trolls arrived a little over two hours ago and quickly engaged and defeated the town's militia. They then proceeded to search for a man by the name of Jaffor. Tortured and subsequently killed several of the residents of Crow's Tran in the process. Jaffor has not been back in terrorist Khan for several years, says the man. He was a resident mage at one time. His daughter, Uriya, is a spellcaster or white. And she is here, and she's still alive. The last I knew, she and a small band were trapped in the old mill on the northern edge of town, fighting hard. Hard against these masked devils. Her power is not insignificant. I don't doubt she could hold them at bay for a while, but certainly not forever. The man seems to fear lingering about any longer. Prepares to set off through the forest. My wife and children fled at the onset of the ways, he tells you. I must try and catch up with them now. For they for they are no doubt fearing for my safety, and for good reason. I cannot thank you enough, stranger. You would be wise to leave this place yourself. There is no hope against such evil. No. There's always hope. Especially when your melee rating is high enough. You bid the man farewell and wish him luck on the road ahead. Despite his parting warning, you have no intention of abandoning the town and those who may still be trapped here, fighting for their lives against an unrelenting and overpowering enemy. It is obvious that whoever these masked men are, the hope of finding the man named Jaffor is what led them here. I only hope that his daughter, Ulio, can shed some light on it all. Realising this will only be accomplished if she remains alive, you strike out at once for the old mill on the northern edge of town. You pray you are not already too late. Okay, let's see. So the next scenario is a turn of events. With the chaos and confusion that runs rampant through the burning town, some questions are answered and an ally is revealed. Okay, I think, yes, I will, I will do this one 
But this will be the last of them because, yeah, this, yeah, this, this first part will be, well, yeah, yes, yes. I'll do this one next. All right, a recap of the most recent events. When you're a safe distance for the ravaged town, it's the, the same as you just heard. You bid the man farewell and wish him luck on the northern edge of town. Yes, I go towards the mill. And now the adventure begins. The old mill, unused for the better part of 50 years, stands just at the northern edge of town, next to the elbow of the swift stream that once powered its mighty wheel. It's obvious at first glance that a great battle has been waged here recently. You count the bodies of seven of the masked rangers strewn about the road in front of the mill. At least three of the dead raiders show signs of having been badly burned, and this renews your hope. You can only assume they met their fates at the hand of a skilled mage. Uriel may yet be alive. From the cover of the forest, you watch the mill for several minutes, but you see no sign of any movement, either within or without. So, what? I can use the front or the back entrance. But I can use divination to give me some clues. Alright, divination. You sense that danger lurks in the forest behind the mill. So I'll take the front entrance then. You've nearly reached the front door. When a shout rings out from one of the upper windows. Don't step any farther, calls a man's voice from above. What is your business, stranger? You look up at the second story of the mill, but see no one in any of the windows. The sudden click of a crossbow being drawn reinforces the apparent urgency of the man's question. You begin to explain yourself to the unseen man, when suddenly the sound of approaching horses reaches your ears. You turn to see three masked horsemen moving along the road at a steady trot, heading towards the old mill from out of town to the north. The lead horseman spots you and draws his sword. His two companions follow suit, and in a matter of seconds, all three are rapidly bearing ground, bearing down upon you. So I can use illusion, or elementalism, or I can just face their attack. I'll use elementalism. 8 XP to elementalism, which succeeded. You call upon your power of elementalism and manage to summon a pair of small air elementals. The nearly invisible beings immediately go to work, stirring up a blinding crowd of cloud of dust that envelops the horsemen. They are forced to halt their rapid advance as they attempt to regain control of their spooked mounts. Seizing the opportunity, you rush the three horsemen from behind, managing to topple one of their number from the saddle, dispatch him before the remaining two have fully gathered their wits. Let's hope all these horses are okay. Begin combat. I mean, it's not their fault they're being ridden by jerks. The masked hordesman slashes you from the saddle. You have slain these foes. A 
Quick examination. The bodies of your fallen enemies reveals the following. Oh, studied leather helm. I'll take that. Hide belt. I'll take that. Oh, I'll take the inferior split helm too. And 39 gold. The front door of the mill flies open and a man holding a crossbow appears. He calls out to you and motions for you to follow him back inside. You heed his words and are ushered inside the old mill. The man leads you to a small room at the weir of the mill and you soon find yourself the target of scrutinising stares of a dozen armed men. The men are outfitted in leather armour of poor quality and wield motley away of barely adequate weapons. Easy in conclusion that you look upon a hasty conceived fighting force. A young woman holding a tall wooden staff, who you previously did not notice, steps forward from the group. A grime streaks face and, and a scarred leather breastplate betraying the brutal struggles which she has recently been engaged. She regards you with a curt nod and asks you your name. When you reply, she introduces her associates Uriel and tells you that you look upon all that remains of armed resistance in Karistan. I've heard of you, Zoop, says Uriel, as she and the others in the room relax their guards. It's either divine providence or folly that has led you here in our hour of need. Yet even with such an illustrious name to swell our depleted ranks, it is clear the odds stay ever against us. Even now our enemy must be regrouping. They will no doubt return here with a greater force than we are capable of repelling. We cannot stay here for much longer. You learn that the men in this room are not militia, but rather simple townsfolk who have rallied to Uriel, seeking to help her father, Jathor, find safe passage out of Karistan. Oh dear. I mean, mean militia would be outclassed by this sort of stuff. But these guys aren't even that. They are. They're just so far out of their league. My father is here, in the old mill, she says softly, as if she fears being overheard. He returned to town several months ago to live out his few remaining years in the obscurity the western frontier offers. And I know newness, yet it would seem those who seek to misuse his knowledge have found him, and our time to act grows short. Oriel tells you that her father was a mage of great skill, whose knowledge regarding shadow paths and their corresponding shadow gates is unparalleled throughout the realm. He is nearly the entirety of Cryworn's cipher committed to memory. There is no one more versed in the pathways between his realm and the Neverness, save perhaps the Grey Mage. It is this knowledge and his insight into the cipher that our enemies are after. Of that I am certain. They must not get what they seek. Okay, so... So these these horsemen, they want ja they want Jaffor's help so they can open a portal to hell, I guess, hell or some other equally not very nice place.
Uro believes, and he can't help but agree, these masked raiders and the silent spellcast who seems to lead them have come to Terrace Khan to retrieve our father, no doubt seeking to utilise him to unlock a shadow gate as a means to an end of some insidious design. A silent fiend, or the master he serves, must not succeed, she says. All my life I've heard nothing but the horror that an open shadow path invites into the world. An open path in the hands of such a vicious loss of it as this would spell destruction. Hundredfold the likes of which we have seen here today. Oreo tells you the original plan was to move her father, Jaffor, out of town under the cover of darkness and not return. We would flee east to Trithic, or perhaps north, and cross the wither. But alas, I fear we can no longer hold out that long. No, it is too long coming. Com coming, and to, to hope to resist this enemy, should they launch another assault, fish we shall have to risk moving. Two loud crashes mingled with the splintering of rope erupt simultaneously from the front and back entrances of the mill. Without a word, the armed company draws their weapons and divides. With six men charging to the way out of the building, and six sprinting to the floor, Oreo mutters a brief prayer and trails her tall wooden staff once before striding to the front of the mill. So she feared is on. So I can go to the front. I can help those at the front or those at the back. Use divination. You sense that a group of forest trolls is smashed in the front door of the mill, while a band of masked swordsmen have poured into the rear of the structure. Okay, front. I think the forest trolls are a bigger threat. Though it's kind of hard to tell, I'll go to the front. Also, that's where Uriel is, and she needs to be alive, because she has the answers. Following closely behind Oreo, you rush to the front of the mill, where you find six armed defenders locked in a brutal fight against three forest trolls. A fourth troll, larger than the others, and wielding a spike club, strides in through the smashed door, and with a, a single savage stroke fells the man nearest him. The club-wielding troll raises his weapon, preparing to strike down a second man, when suddenly a wide arc of blue flame streaks through the air and slams into the savage beast. The troll staggers backwards, a cavernous hole melted through his chest. The creature collapses to the floor, where it weaves for about a second or two before coming still. You turn and see Oreo, the tip of her staff still smoking, moving to the aid of the two cornered defenders. To dismay, to dismay of all, three more trolls charge in, through the smash door, and the largest of them stomps towards you. Its massive axe. Its, ma its massive axe poised to deliver a deadly bow. Blow, that is. Axe wielding troll. The troll roars savagely as it swings at you with its heavy axe and is slain. 12 XP. Two bellowing trolls lope across the floor and leap at you, their trolls extended as they swipe out at their intended prey. Two forest trolls, I fight them. The trolls roar savagely as they swipe at you with their claws. 
Ooh, oh, oh, oh dear, there was a special attack, but I didn't. I forgot to weed it out. Sorry there, sorry about that. 20, 21 XP. The second troll groans painfully and sinks to his knees before pitching forward onto its face. A savage grunt from behind makes you spin round in time to witness a hulking forest troll about to lay a fearsome blow on you with its heavy wooden club. Ooh, oh look, the section was four fours. That's nice. Before you can react, a bolt of blue flame hurdles past, striking the cold. Joel square in his face and cleanly removing the creature's head. Oreo steps over the carcass of the troll and thrusts her open palm towards another of the beasts, driving it back into the wall with a powerful blast of telekinetic force. Another troll strides through the smashed door, killing the first defender it encounters with a single savage blow. You rush forward to engage it. It's a forest troll. Its war savagely swipes you with its claws. An enraged war deafens you as the troll's stone-like claws rake across your torso, carving into your flesh. Okay, so it would have been the same for the one we just... I didn't read out. Ooh! An enraged war deafens you as the troll's stone-like claws wake over your coarse torso again, once more carving into your flesh. And uh, this made me angry. So I went into battle wage and did a mighty stroke that laid it that laid it down and it is slain. Nine XP. The last of the trolls bellows in agony as is felled by a bolt of blue flame from the tip of Oreo's staff. Slumps to the floor, joining the carcasses of its kin. It's a grim scene to behold. All of the townsmen have been killed, leaving you and Oreo as the sole survivors of the savage battle. Suddenly, Oreo shrieks in alarm and rushes out of the mill. You follow suit, not knowing what prompted her face hasty exit, but prepare to face whatever awaits you outside. Outside the, hill, the mill, an unsettling sight greets you. Two masked swordsmen have just slung the linked body of an elderly man over the back of a horse, while another pair of waders stands nearby. Their blades slick with flesh blood. The horseman digs his heels into his mount, sets off at a rapid pace, headed north out of town. Jaffor has been taken! Oh, yep, that's the walls. Stays one of the plan. Always succeeds. Oreo cries out in anguish as the horse bearing the moving body of her father disappears from view around the bend of the road. The four horsemen who seem determined to prevent prevent you from taking up pursuit. Who were, the four horsemen who remain seem determined to prevent you taking up pursuit. They quickly move to encircle you and Oriel. Spare nothing on these masked rat soup, scowls Oriel, loud enough for the encroaching swordsman to hear. You square off against the two on your right. Oreo moves against the pair on her left. On the left, that is. Two masked swordsmen. Wow. <laughs> Fighting monsters is a lot easier. Well, well not monsters, uh... Uh, blackguards, 
Blackguards, yes. It's a lot easier when you have an ally. It is slain, these masked swordsmen. 13 XP. Having dispatched your two master assailants, you turn to aid Uriel, only to discover that he's standing over the smouldering remains of her two foes. As he spars grimly and stabs the butt end of her staff into the ground in anger. This little time zoop, she says, concerned pregnant in every aspect of Azim. We can only assume this foe will move quickly to achieve whatever end they need my father to bring about. Our only hope is to move swiftly against them and strike before they have the chance to act out their schemes, whatever they may be. Roya believes that the passing wiser has taken her father to an encampment somewhere north of the town. The men and trolls who twice attempted to take the mill always come from the north. I suspect they launched their wade on Crow's Tarn from some camp in the wilds up that way. This there we must go, that is, if you will go with me. I cannot possibly ask you to accompany on a mission that would seem to define foolhardy. Or, so, Uwali, Yulari is somehow taken aback when you meet her in a shoulder cross and tell her you will see, the, see this through with her. You also reassure her that you will again see her father alive and well. She will again. She smiles and thanks you. Let us not delay. The town is in no further danger, I would wager. For these mass Britons have what they've come for. They fear no one, it seems. And may such insolence prove their undoing. They will watch the road. So we best move under the cover of the forest. You enter the woods and begin making your way swiftly north. Leaving the smoke and ruins of Crowis Tarn behind. More than an hour, you trek through the dense and tangled forest till at last you pass over the back of a small wise and come upon the first obstacle, the first sign you're on the trail of the enemy. And that is that scenario done. And once again, I am healed. Time to save. Next time, we'll... We will pursue these enemies to wherever they are, find out where they're going, and make steps to foil their plans. But the actual foiling will probably be in a part three. But for now, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.